Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. Uh, My guest today, I've had several times, uh, Ken McCarthy. He is a pioneer in uh, many areas, uh, primarily the internet. Uh, He came up with uh, tools that marketers use every day, uh, such as, you know, opt-in pages, uh, lead capture, email marketing. He's on the front edge, the bleeding edge of a lot of technologies, again, internet marketing. Uh, He runs a site called Brass Check that exposes uh, corruption in dozens and dozens and dozens of areas and stories uh, throughout the years of, you know, what really goes on behind the scenes on major events. Um, Very prolific author, speaker, consultant. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, his new book that's coming out. Uh, He did one recently uh, called The Real Anthony Fauci that talked about uh, some of the origins of COVID and some of the planning and marketing that has gone into I guess what we've all experienced over the past four years with uh, you know the, the relentless propaganda and push for uh, you know crapsines and you know all these other issues we've been dealing with. Uh, now he has a new book that's coming out that we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll have him reveal the title. I don't want to spoil it for you just yet, but a uh, very fascinating guest. He has a lot to say about uh, what's really going on beneath the surface. So welcome, Ken. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, no problem. War on cancer. Well. Cancer probably has a lot of different uh, causes. One of them is clearly um, industrial pollution. People have high, you know, if you live in next to the oil refinery, you have a much higher chance of getting cancer. So we're, we're, we know that. Are we fighting that? No. So it's not a real war. If it were a real war, we would be looking really carefully at all the industrial uh, places and all the crap, all the chemicals that get put into the into food and, and into and into things that touch people's bodies. We don't we don't look at that at all. Um, the war on AIDS, obviously, there was no need. The war on AIDS could have been solved by informing young men that, hey, you can do this if you want. Chances are you're going to get very ill. That would that would have ended that war, right? So, what was uh, what was Fauci's second and third and fourth and you know other frauds? Let's let's oh, well, just that, that briefly. Oh, he he had a whole bunch of again. I'd have to I'd have to look at my notes, but. Uh, Ebola was to a degree of fraud. It's not clear what Ebola really was, and they made a huge, big deal out of Ebola. Uh, a lot of a uh, lot of um, uh, TV time, a lot of screen time, um, and a lot of money. And it's interesting, you know. I mean, it's not. I laugh because you have to laugh or you'd cry. You know, all those those COVID suits that everybody was wearing in the, ho- in, the in the hotels, in the hospitals, especially in in Italy. You know. Mm-hmm. Those were those were you or um, uh, recycled or repurposed Ebola suits. They made millions of those things because they were trying to scare the world into saying that this weird thing that happened in some weird remote part of of you know Africa's pretty hairy parts of it. I mean, it is. I think I, I'm not yeah. saying I think Africa's beautiful and I think the African people are beautiful, but I think even the most 
you know, person that loves Africa the most is going to admit there are parts of Africa that are really screwed up, like to a frightening degree, right? So if it, if there's a disease outbreak in one of those places, you know, don't immediately guess that it's a monkey that jumped out of a tree and bit a frog that bit a man. I mean, it's just, it could be just really, really bad sanitation, right? Um, by the way, they after they ramped up the, the war on AIDS by, quote, helping uh, the, the gay population, they then brought their, their uh, mission of mercy to Africa. Now, in Africa, you have some certain situations among the very poor that are very similar. In fact, what would, this is, the disease that appeared in San Francisco pre-AIDS was mystifying because doctors were saying, we only see this in Africa where people have no sanitation and are malnourished. And, and have and have had many, many different tropical diseases. We don't see this particular disease among Americans. Well, the guys in San Francisco and LA and New York and Chicago and Atlanta were recreating the conditions of the worst, most impoverished parts of Africa. They were uh, consuming drugs on a high level. They were taking lots and lots of antibiotics. They were catching lots and lots of um, sexually transmitted diseases, right? And they were staying up all night and, and, you know, living on speed, you know, this is, as a reality, there's a small subset in every large group that totally doesn't know how to function and does crazy stuff. So anyway, they, they took the show to Africa and then they would find people who were malnourished, who had, who were living in conditions of very poor sanitation, um, who, uh, well, I mean, that, that alone is enough. And, they would test those. Oh, 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 oh. And also had repeated bouts of tropical diseases, you know, malaria and all the different kinds of things you get when you live in the tropics. I mean, I ain't going to the tropics as a tourist, even. I don't want to be anywhere near that environment. It's a rough environment. So they would find these poor people and say, you've got AIDS. Mm. And they would be giving. And, and now I want to say something about the HIV testing, which is really important. They would give a person an HIV test whether in Africa or whether in the United States. And that person would come up positive and they would call that an infection. This is exactly what they did with COVID 40 years later. That's why I say they built the infrastructure 40 years ago. And even if you had no symptoms and were perfectly healthy, they would declare that you had AIDS or they would declare that you had COVID. And yeah, and in the case of COVID, well, they would isolate you. And um, if if you were a poor person in a... um, area serviced by a city hospital, maybe they'd put you on a respirator, collect that money and kill you. And I've got, that's the, that's another book we have coming out called What the Nurses Saw. And I started collecting testimony from nurses uh, who worked during the COVID scam um, in, this, in June, June of, of 2020. And I'm putting the final touches on that book. But but anyway, I'm, I, I have a lot of knowledge here and it's sort of coming out in all different directions. But um, they, but going back to HIV, what they would do is they would you would just have a positive test, and they'd say, "Well, you you've got the disease, you've got the virus," you know, and, yeah. uh, and, and it's the same playbook over and over and over. Exactly, and then and then in the, and in the case of AIDS, when AZT was available, people would go, "Oh my God, what do I do? Take AZT, buddy. You'll be sol- you, you, Your problem will be solved." And that's yeah. that's when the AZT became available and was being taken by millions and millions and millions of people. That's when it went through the roof. And then what they did in Africa uh, was they were doing they they were even giving women AZT and AZT like drugs, mostly women. They targeted the women who didn't even have positive HIV tests. They were going, well, you're at risk. 
well, why? Because you're a poor black African? And and then they would, and this is in the film, this is all in the film. Then they would tell these these same women, you better stop breastfeeding, but don't worry, we have we have a lifetime supply of uh, of uh, powdered milk for you to use instead, or baby formula. Um, Ken, since they got away with this for decades with AIDS, with with COVID and you know the vaccine and everything, I mean, it, you think they're going to get away with it? Well, you know, and they, what I what I tried to tell people when this whole COVID thing got running is, look, this is the same scam they've run before. The difference is same different disease, same playbook. The difference is you're in the net this time, and that's why I did all this AIDS st- research stuff to 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 make it clear to people that we have seen that those that do have seen this movie before. It's the and not only is it the same playbook and the same scam right down to the details. It's the same guy. It's Fauci. He's the one that he was. You know, he was younger then, but, you know, he was in his 40s then. Now he's running this in his 80s or whatever, however old he is. Um, so they brought it over to Africa and killed a bunch of Africans. And then they came back to the United States and said, oh, my God, uh, we're not helping our African brothers. Since when has the U.S. government gave it, given a rat's ass about about the, the, the well-being of people in Africa? But suddenly, oh, my God, we're worried about AIDS. So now the, the money uh, pump, the money spig is just open wide. And where did the money go? To pharma. Hey farmer, we'll we'll let you charge. Uh, I forget what AZT costs. I think it was, I think it was like ten thousand or twelve thousand dollars a year. Hey, hey, we'll let you. And it costs like five cents to make. You know, like all pharmaceutical products. Uh, hey, big farmer, we'll let you sell. You know, AZT at an, inf- an, an infinite margin to Americans if you'll just agree to take this pile of money and make it available. That's <laughs> a still profitable rate to you to poor Africans, and that way we can say we're doing something for the globe. I mean, these people are are deviant and sick beyond belief, and they're getting away with it. That that's the scary thing because until I I feel that until the AIDS fraud is excised, uh, then they're just going to keep running the same scam on us over and over again. I mean, the only good thing I can say is there's probably a block of about 30% of Americans that even if they don't know the details, know they co- knew that COVID was a total scam. And then there's another 30% that they know it was a scam, but they'd rather not admit it to themselves or or admit it to the public mm. that, they, that they know. And it's only about 30% of the, you know, just the hopeless people you know, the people that vote for Bush, the people that vote for Biden, it's always 30%. Like you could put a, you could put a, a, a stoned orangutan up for a, a public office and 30% of the, of the people will vote for it, for it, you know, or to just, you know, if, if you package it correctly. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll never get those three. Well, th- those 30% people just do whatever they're told. And when they're told by CNN and, and CBS and NBC and Tony Fauci and 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 Google, fucking Google, the the most evil operation on earth, uh, when they're told by all the and Twitter and Facebook that you need to think this or feel this or do that, they just go and do it. My hopeful thing is, even if people don't know all the details, uh, a good chunk of society knows that this is a scam. knows knows that it was a scam. But what they're going to do is they're going to repackage it. They're going to put different faces up front, um, and they're going to they're going to try to run it again. I mean, they were trying to run that monkey. Remember, monkeypox is going to take over the world. Yep, yeah, yeah. Briefly, they were pushing gnats and all kinds of crap. I mean, yeah, and, they, and it turned out. And I, I don't mean to pick, you know, I don't mean to pick on on, on gay men, um, but the reality is, monkeypox outbreaks occurred at orgies. 
you know, places that were known for orgies. Uh, and that includes uh, Provincetown, um, Massachusetts. I mean, that's why there is a week there where a certain segment of this larger group goes and parties down heavily. And lo and behold, that's where we had an outbreak of monkeypox. Um, could it be when you, when, you know, I don't know, it's just madness, right? It's just mad. So they tried to sell us monkeypox. They're going to try to sell us all kinds of things. Maybe we'll be smart enough not to fall for it. Uh, I mean, certain people will be. The question is, can they, the, the pro, here's the problem. You still have all the governors. Well, not all the governors. There's a few U.S. governors that aren't buying it, but largely the governors, largely the county executives, the mayors, mm. the public health officials, they're still on board with obeying whatever they're told by their superiors. And that's that's an easy one to figure out because they're getting paid to do well, it. Well, one thing one thing to notice is um not only did you know COVID suddenly come and everything was, you know, set in locks. I mean I've seen montages of thirty different news stations at once, literally word for word saying the same thing. Um but what also also was interesting is as soon as uh Ukraine you know, well a little bit before Ukraine kicked off, all of a sudden one day it's like, all right, no more COVID, done. We stopped talking about it. It was like everyone got the message. Okay, no more. Let's move on. I, that's what I noticed, at least. It was like it, it. all of a sudden, it was totally fine. I mean, every life was precious. And then the next day, oh, we're fine. Don't worry. No, no one cares. Yeah. I, there's, a, there's a local paper here, and, and, I, and I've stopped trying to educate them. They used to have at the banner on the top above the fold on the banner of every single issue, their weekly issue, get the vaccines, stop the spread or whatever. Yeah. And um, except when it was Mother's Day, then to run the Mother's Day special edition, then they would just change the banner and have Happy Mother's Day. Then the next week they'd go back to stop the spread. Now, either this thing is a life-threatening epidemic or it's not. If it's a life, right. if it's a life-threatening epidemic, then maybe you don't remove the banner for Mother's Day. Then now here's the really funny thing: the, when when COVID obviously was a scam, they seamlessly switched to this banner. We stand by America and Ukraine, yeah. and they still run that BS to this day. And I wrote them and I said, are you an agent of a foreign government? Because I'm an American citizen. I don't stand by Ukraine. I stand by America, right. but I'm not standing by Ukraine until I know a whole lot more. And the more I know, the less I'm, you know, the Ukrainian people, I'm very sorry for them. They are they are the, the victims and the pawns of this big game being played out. But, but, but um, the Ukrainian government? Uh, Joe, Joe Biden's uh, obsession, whatever his obsession is. Uh, no, I don't stand by that at all. So, but so, so, the, so yeah, I mean, this is how the media, the media is run by idiots. I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to put it by craven, corrupt idiots. And you know, it's funny I, before the fall of the, of the Soviet union, every adult person and everybody with above the mental age of six took the news as a joke. Nobody took anything seriously. They assumed everything. <laughs> in the news was bullshit. We're not there yet. I think maybe 30% of the population is there. I mean, I, it's, I, they actually are making it easy for us because if it's a head, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. what if, you know, I'm not saying you're old, but you've been around for a while and you also have a great interest in all these scandals and corruption over the years. What do you see with all your experience over the past, I don't know, you know, 30, 40 years, have things changed at all, or it's just a different face same old problem, or is, is it getting worse? Like, what what do you see in general with all well, this you know, On the one hand, you know, we had the, the Vietnam War, 
And that was the most corrupt thing ever. And, you know, millions of, of Americans were impacted. I mean, imagine having your son being taken away from you and sent over to Southeast Asia, risk of dying, you know? And then the guys that died, and then all the guys that came back addicted to drugs, and the guys that came back with serious mental problems, which were a lot. Um, that was really bad. And we don't have anything like that going on. On the other hand, though, I actually, and I, for a while, I was, especially when I was digging deep into the heroin story, I thought, well, maybe, maybe we're not as corrupt as things used to be. But uh, I think things are worse now. And, and, and I come to that conclusion based on going back to my college and really seeing the, the depth of the, um, the, ind the indoctrination and the suppression of free speech. I mean, it, there is no free speech on college campuses anymore. It doesn't exist. You speak your mind at the risk of losing your job, of losing um, credibility in your department if you're a student, which means you don't get recommended for grad school. Uh, you, you risk um, being um, bullied uh, either by social media or in person. Five uh, percent of Princeton, five percent of Princeton students, in 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 the response to a poll question, said, "Is it okay to use violence against a speaker you don't agree with?" Five percent said yes. Oh my God, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, that that is the, the the shutdown of free speech, which you know I've been sort of seeing it from my own point of view, which is my free speech is shut down, you know. And I thought, you know, that's pretty bad, you know. And the free speech of my colleagues is being shut down. That's pretty bad. But I didn't realize that free speech everywhere in this country is being shut down. And it occurred to me that, you know, if you wanted, if you're planning to destroy somebody or a, a society, you want to take away their means to defend themselves. So that would be taking away people's, you know, firearms, right? That'd be one thing. But the other thing that you would absolutely take away is their ability to speak the truth. Uh, that would be, to me, a, an absolute prerequisite. You know, you, you got to you got to shut that down. Um, and they're do they uh, and this would be all the universities uh, with with very few exceptions are literally hard at work creating an atmosphere where if you don't tow a very, very, very specific and very narrow and and largely fraudulent uh, uh, ideological line on whatever it is, Ukraine, the weather, uh, COVID or the rights of 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 male and imper female impersonators to, you know, abuse children. You, you, you can't question anything anymore. If, and that, and, and, and we are now breeding every year. I don't know how many kids graduate from college every year, but we are, I, I'm sure it's hundreds of thousands, right? At least. So we're breeding. Uh, now, now, luckily most kids take some of it with a grain of salt, but, uh, but it's still in their brains, right? But we're 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 launching onto this American society tens and tens of thousands of seriously indoctrinated people that are going into the various professions that uh, have no moral compass, think they have a moral compass, but don't have one, cannot think logically, and are are ready, willing, and able to immediately take up any cause, no matter how insane. So. You know, you you know, we're marketers. You and I are marketers, and you know, we market legitimate things. But we know the power of positioning, of 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 promotion, of copywriting, of advertising. And believe me, they it's not just one guy in his in a room, you know, writing this up. They are employing uh, thousands and thousands of people, PR people, advertising people. Not you know. They're not saying, hey, we want we, here's a job destroying America, but they're saying, hey, here's a job spreading 
terror about COVID. Well, that actually, in fact, is, you know, help is destroying America because it, it, in case people didn't know, and, and they're going to know soon if they're not aware, um, COVID just completely gutted uh, our, our economy. Um, you know, well, these two, it, it broke apart family, you know, all this propaganda, this relentless propaganda. I've heard directly from people, oh, I don't talk to my mom anymore. I don't talk to my sister. I don't talk to the, you know, they're just crazy or, you know, they, um, oh, my, my so-and-so and my family insisted I do a COVID test or that we wanted to go for the holidays and they said we can't come or we have to wear masks on Thanksgiving or just sick, sick behavior. I see it everywhere over the past few years. It's terrible yeah. what they've done to people. Terrible. Yeah. Well, and um, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. But, 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 but you know, I, people talk about free speech and go, well, it's our right. It's our, it's our constitutional right. And I have the right to express myself. And that, that somehow has been turned into, I have the right to, you know, wear a day glow uh, wig and, 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 and wear a dress. Right. No, yeah. free speech has nothing to do with self-expression. It has to do with self-defense. If you can't, if you can't speak, you are, you're one step away from being a victim. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. So to me, free speech is not, well, it's a nice aesthetic thing and it's a nice, you know, it's a nice ideal and gee, the forefathers, but no, it's your, it's your self-defense. So when they're taking away free speech, they're taking away your ability to defend yourself. The only people that take away your ability to defend yourself are people who intend to attack you. Mm. Period. Makes sense, yeah. You know, if I'm, if well, I'm, it was, uh, it was this a video, a long video about this guy Yuri Bezmenov, who I guess was a Russian, you know, part of the KGB or whatever they call it back then, and he talked about, you know, all their tactics to undermine a nation. And when you listen to the video, this is like from the '80s. Everything rings true today, pretty much exactly. It's on YouTube. I've seen it a few times. So. Well, you know, it's what's funny the, the during um uh during the World War Two. The OSS, which was the forerunner to the uh, CIA, wrote a manual uh, that basically a sabotage manual that it gave out uh, to people or had had its agents in in Europe in, in occupied Europe covertly distribute to as many people as possible. You know, and tell about you know how to you know sabotage a truck and how to sabotage a train line and all these terrible things. Really. Uh, but they also said, you know, show up to work late. Deliberately make mistakes, mm. uh, cr create um, pointless meetings that go on forever. <laughs> you know, have you ever made a um, a timeline or a family tree or whatever you want to call it of propaganda? You know, maybe starting with Bernays or even before. Like, has anyone done a historical look at how propaganda has evolved and who has been at the forefront of it over the years? Believe it or not, a system seminar grad did a wonderful book. Let me walk across the room and get get the book so I have the timeline. I'm I'm as proud of her as any student I've ever had in the last 40 years. Okay. It's called this and this is brilliant. And she's an amateur. Like she's not a professor, you know, she's not a PhD. She hasn't been studying this for 40 years. And no, she just used her brain and 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 a lot of a lot of shoe leather and figured it out. She her book is called One Idea to rule them all mm. one idea to rule them all reverse engineering american propaganda mm. now she focuses on modern america uh which is a good thing to do because just as we've improved all our technology in the 20th century uh we we also improved our ability to uh you know persuade bamboozle 
uh, whatever the word you want to use is, as well, a pace. So, you know, now we have, you know, in, eight, nine, in the 19th century, we had sailing ships. You know, now we've got, you know, 747s, right? We've increased our ability to manipulate at the same scale, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so, but but if you look at this idea of of co- of persuasion, coercion, bamboozlement, it's it's as old as as the hills. I mean, it goes back to the beginning of time. You know, any any time you had a a group of people together, you know, somebody either for a good purpose or a bad purpose was trying to establish their authority because that's what all this is about: is the establishment of authority. Who's going to be the authority? Whose word is going to is going to go, and whose word is not going to go? Um, so that happens in a in a in a small group. You know, and, and usually it's not malevolent, um, but unfortunately, it, I've seen, and maybe other people have seen this too. Every organization, and I mean every organization that reaches a certain side, be, becomes malevolent. Uh, I think why, you know. Why are you saying you think? I I I think because it becomes it's maybe bad actors are attracted to the power of a large organization and the prestige. That's why I don't know. That is it, and then I think also this may sound weird. Psycho sociopaths and psychopaths get a bad rap. <laughs> um, they are people that are absolutely cold blooded. They don't feel. Um, they just look at okay, I got to get this to get this. I do that, you know, and that can be helpful. Like if you're a surgeon, um, you don't really want to think about you know, hey, I'm cutting somebody open. You're thinking about okay, I'm doing this particular task. I'm handling this in a very objective, non-emotional, non-judgmental way. You know, so so there is sort of a, a certain benefit into that of that mindset, but some people are just completely immersed in that mindset, and when they look at the world, they literally never think about anything but their own gain. It just you know we were talking about somebody like that a little earlier uh, before we, we we turned the recording on, and they just they are they are constitutionally unable to think beyond what they think is their own self interest. So their idea is to latch on. You know, if you're only thinking about your self-interest and you're not at all thinking about contributing to people or contributing to society or even developing yourself as a human being, because when you look at these people, they're not real well developed as human beings. You know, they're in their power. That's all they do is their power mad scheme. Right. So if you if you think that way, then the logical thing is to find a powerful organization to align yourself with and to rise up the ranks of that powerful organization so that you have as much power as possible, right? That's just logical. Like yeah. if you don't, like I'm, I, I can live in my little village and write and do what I do and be with my friends and and my the family that I am lucky enough to see and be perfectly content. Like I don't need, and I don't think you're, and I have a, my business and I have some ambition. There's things I want to accomplish. I'm publishing books. Obviously, I'm doing stuff, you know, but I don't have a need to be all powerful. Mm. But there are people that have that need, and 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 a percentage of them have a highly developed uh, uh, bit, highly developed intelligence and highly and a lot of energy and a, and a lot of ambition. Uh, I mean there are, there are plenty of psychopathic people that are no problem at all because they just stay home and watch TV, you know but it's, it's the ones that are energetic and intelligent and have a lot of social skill. Um, their social skill is of an interesting sort. If you ever read about these people and there's a lot of books about these kind of people is, they actually, they don't understand people, but they have a lot of understanding about how to push buttons. Like they don't necessarily know why the buttons work, but they know they work and they know how to push them. It's very, it's very interesting. You know, we, the, a normal person kind of knows how they feel and then you kind of intuit how another person would feel. And you wouldn't, if you care about somebody, you wouldn't want them to 
end up badly or feel badly. So you you uh, adjust your your behavior accordingly. Uh, psychopaths don't work that way. They figure out what they need. Um, they figure out what bu- button they have to push to get it, whatever that may be, and they just push the button. They don't really care what the outcome is going to be. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So anyway, so large organizations seem to attract those people in droves, and uh, the whole organizations become imbued, you know, it, you know, infused with these kind of people. Uh, and then you know, normal people go to work. I mean, it's like you know, for instance, the FBI. FBI I guarantee has a lot of absolutely patriotic, straight, decent. I don't mean sexually. I mean just straight. You know, straight shooters, straight arrow people that want to do good. But the FBI is controlled by criminals. It has been since Hoover started it. You know, so while the and, and that's the way a lot of these groups organ work too. You've got the the public organization that is mostly good. They're mostly doing good things. There's no no one can complain. You know, they're 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 finding drug dealers. They're closing down fraudsters. They're doing they're really doing good stuff. They're risking their lives. They're good people. Yeah. But within that within that frame, you've got a cover of people that are criminals. This has been a problem with the FBI and the Justice Department since since day one. You know, yeah. uh, you have that in the CIA. Obviously, there clearly there are good people working for the CIA, but the CIA has always had absolute criminal scumbags running it. Uh. Um, and uh, yeah, so and I think yeah, people always blame everything on the Rockefellers, you know, and it's a superficial analysis, but there is a, a kernel of truth. One thing you got to say about about uh, Dave Rockefeller, he was organized, <laughs> and he was focused on getting what he wanted. And he did a very good job on finding the people out there that were focused on getting things done, regardless of the ethical consequences. In fact, I was reading a fascinating book about a the recruitment of a of a Cuban exile by a CIA officer, and I one of the things they wanted to make sure about this guy before they brought him in, and they they did hours and hours and hours of psychological testing. Oh. On, they wanted to make sure that when he was told, first of all, that he was on board with the cause and that when he was told to do something, he would do it regardless of the consequences to other human beings and regardless of any ethical considerations. Okay. They screen people to find these people. And these are the people they employ. Do you, understand, do you see what I'm saying here? So, so, so like if you cast a wide net, uh, and you test enough people, you will find people that just don't have an ethic, uh, an empathetic bone in their body. They don't feel empathy. Yeah, and those are the people for these. Uh, yeah, I mean, a hitman, a hitman kids. You know, there are guys that have killed over a hundred people in their yeah. lifetimes. You can't do that if you have a conscience. They don't yeah. feel. They don't feel. You know. So, so yeah. So, so there are human beings like this. They are they are drawn to power. Uh, sometimes. You know, th- these organizations are created by people with that mindset. I mean, you had J. Edgar Hoover was head of the FBI for over 40 years. He was a stone criminal. <laughs> he, he affiliated with organized crime figures constantly. He let them run wild, you know? Uh, yeah, so so yeah, it's kind of kind of a frightening thing. But I mean, I'm, I was raised, uh, you know, in the Roman Catholic Church. But I mean, there's another example. I mean, a huge organization, surely many good people in it. Surely many p- people, you know, get, getting benefit from it. But one of the sickest, most twisted organizations ever. You know, they didn't have a few hundred pedophile priests. They had thousands and thousands of them. And they protect. Oh, yeah. The, the, 
Jimmy Dore just did a show on um, uh, on uh, one place. Well, I think it was Chicago. It turns out that that, that the you know they, they they busted a few of them. You know, and that was horrifying. Turns out the numbers were tenfold what what actually came out. Um, so here's a here's an organization that is that has within its ranks thousands of members protected by the way who were abusing children in the most sinister ways and 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 people i don't know how many people remember if you had mentioned this reality uh 20 years ago you would have been called a, a catholic hater and nothing to do with hating catholicism it had to do, it had to do with uh the truth you know um and that that wall broke down they, who knows that, that was a pretty big wall i mean you know breaking the catholic uh censorship program pretty big pretty big accomplishment so that that should give us hope but we should not underestimate the 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 size and scale of what we're up against it's vast and education matters and uh thinking things through on your own matters uh, uh and that's why i do the research so people can can know they can have a historical perspective of of the fact that the covid thing is related to the aids thing and it was all a fraud it was all a power play and a money play and it and you know a few sinister people were involved, and they uh, uh, managed to gain control of a lot of funding, which they sprayed all over the world. And then they uh, enrolled lots and lots of useful idiots, fuzzy-headed liberals, um, and which is a weird thing for me to say because I mean I'm I'm as liberal I used to I don't know I was a liberal. What can I say? I can't be a liberal now because now I don't know liberals are like psychotics. Um, but uh, but again, you know. Anti vehement anti-war. No, there's no good in. There's no good war. Period. Right. Uh, I mean, if they're at your border or if they're on their way over, okay. But other than that, no war. Yeah. Uh, where do, where do we? I guess you know. I don't want to hold you too long. Um, time's running out. But where, where do you see this going from here? Uh, worse, better? What What do you? Well, see? they're gonna they're gonna try again. Um, they're going ahead with giving the World Health Organization some kind of total power over real legal power. See, before they just had decl declaratory power. They would declare something, right. and if you wanted to go along with it, you'd go along with it. Now they're going to have actual legal control over your 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 local public health officer. Now uh, that's really different. That's yeah. really bad. Especially now, let's, to, to wind that back, where did this whole COVID thing come from? It came from some scam artist who's the head of the World Health Organization, just simply declaring that there was a pandemic. Mm. You know, that's it. Some guy just said so, and and then it became true. Then all the governors said, well, I'm the governor of the state of New York. Who has declared a pandemic? Therefore, I have unlimited power to do whatever I want. You know, should, you know in his case, was shutting down churches and schools and small well, businesses. Do you think that um, maybe people are burned out and they're going to wait? I mean, not that it's going to help anybody, but I have the feeling that they're going to wait maybe a year or two to let things, quote unquote, cool down, and then they'll go at it again. Is maybe well, I figure by that time, they're, you know, they're, yeah, yeah, but to see, they're not waiting. They're, they're, they're. It's all about infrastructure. They're putting right now, as we speak, they're putting the infrastructure in place. The other piece of the infrastructure is um, uh, digital money, you know, which is won't be voluntary. It will be that's the only money there is. Yeah, which means every transaction you want to give somebody ten dollars, they're going to know about it. They want it, and 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 as Trudeau showed us during the trucker strike. They want to turn your your money off. They can do it, and it will be yep. all your money. It won't just be you know the money in that one bank account. It'll be all your money is tied up. Uh, so that's the next leg of this. That's the other leg, which is moving apace. It's happening right now. So they're working on that, 
And the third one is uh, universal uh, facial recognition ID as being, you know, your that's your passport to go everywhere or not go anywhere. You know, I understand that cops want to be able to, you know, in, investigate cases. Okay. But if they were thinking this through, they'd understand that this is the worst uh, tool you could ever put in the hands of government. You know, let's go back to the, let's go back to the, the Holocaust. How about my friend Vera Sharav? When Vera Sharav was five years old, her mother lied to the Nazis who were the authorities and said she was an orphan. And because mm. she lied, Vera was removed from the concentration camp and sent to live with a family in Romania and lived. Okay. When we have facial recognition, that will, the things like that will not be possible. Yeah. So that's the, that's the three things. The who being able to declare any crazy shit they want, anytime they want, your money being controlled by somebody else and uh, facial recognition so that you can't go anywhere, make a move uh, without them knowing, you know, you were there or you are there, you know? And these are, unfortunately, these are all technically feasible now, thanks to computers. And that they're, they're, and, they're, and my point is, they are actively right now, today, as we speak, hard at work, pushing those forward. Now, when they're going to run the next overt scam on us, yeah, you're right. They're going to let us cool down. They're going to let us get a breather. Uh, they're going to let us forget. Uh, may, they may start um, some streams of propaganda to start shaping things. You know, hey, Fauci wasn't that bad. I mean- People now, they're now presenting George Bush Jr., a murderer, a mass murderer and war criminal, as this jovial, you know, old man, you know, who's just all shucks kind of guy. A lying, thieving sack of shit that murdered over a million children in Iraq, right? He's grandpa now. He's just the, right? They're working hard to do that. And so they're going to probably, you know, recast oh, well, COVID wasn't that bad. And hey, we all got through it. And ha ha ha, wasn't that rough? But we we got through and, you know, they're going to, they're going to, believe me, these guys never rest. And there's thousands of them at work in PR, you know, PR agencies, ad agencies. And it's not that they're all, like I said, it's not that they're all on this job, but if the federal government calls them up and go, we need a PR campaign that tells you that anybody that doesn't get vaccinated is a criminal, they'll go, yes, sir. And they'll sit in their little boardroom with their whiteboard and they'll figure out a campaign. So they have access to thousands and thousands of thousands of ad agency people, PR people, public relations, well, that is public relations. What other kinds of people? Psychological operations people from the military, right? And, and a lot of those people get trained in the military and then end up in PR agencies. There's thousands of them at work ready to be turned on at any time to sell us any line of bullshit. Um so the, and the one good thing, people, this might help people. This is this is a really helpful thing. Just assume that if it's in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Fox, anything that appears in a mass media, assume it is a well massaged lie. Just assume it. Like just like if if there were a drunk on a park bench and he's spouting you know you know irrational things, you wouldn't for one minute take advice from that person. You wouldn't think that person was a source of news. That's how you need to look at the newspaper now. Yeah, they might accidentally say something accurate, but that's not their goal anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's all ideology. And the ideology is independent of reason. It's independent of facts. It's independent of logic. It's independent of truth. It's it's all yeah. to push an ideology. So last, last point, um, how can the average person defend themselves and their family? What can they do? Teach your kids that the, that the TV news 
and the newspaper and everything on the internet uh, is bullshit until proven true. Teach your kids that there are people whose livelihood derives from misleading and deceiving others and that they need to, you know, take it slow when somebody's telling them something, even authority thing. Um, they need, so that, that would help a lot. That right there would, would, you know, if people laughed when they saw Fauci on TV the first time and knew what a bullshit artist he was, we would never have had COVID. Yeah, that's true. They really, if people knew what was in this book, people knew what was in Fauci's first fraud, and he got up there and started yapping, this thing would have ended that day. It never would have gotten started. So, so education, you know, you educate yourself, you educate your kids, you educate those around you who are educatable. If there's somebody who you think is doing a good job of doing research and putting stuff out there, you support them directly. You know, I always tell people, you get the news media you deserve. You know, you're paying your cable bill, you're paying your internet bill, you're probably buying the newspaper. Are you giving money uh, or buying the books of people that are doing a real, true, independent research that are that is defending you? Uh, if you're not doing that, well, you you, you get what you deserve. <laughs> so no. I would so I would say that that would be another thing to do. I mean, it's, this is a self-serving thing to say because I have a website and I have a book, but it happens to be the truth, you know. And, and that applies to health. And you've got these great health programs. Um, you know, everybody should spend a little, a couple of, you know, some time every week going to YouTube or, or reading books before you get sick, you know, and just getting, learning how the, learning what these diseases are and what these diseases aren't and, and, and learning what, how health is maintained and, and learn what tears health down. Um, you know, and, and you, these things are not secret. They're, you know, unfortunately they're not really well organized and presented in one easy place, but, but you can find them. You know, and you, have, you know, and that, and then, then you'll be, you'll be more confident because we all have to realize, look, we're all mortal. We're definitely all going to die. Uh, we're probably going to have health problems, statistically speaking. Um, there is no doctor or drug that is going to save us. So we need to do the best we can to be as healthy for as long as we can. And in the, and in the event there's something uh, where a medical invention, intervention does make sense, then we do it with our eyes wide open. And, uh, you know, hope for the best, you know, hope we have the best doctor we have and uh, hope they're using the best information. I mean, this, I mean, this is something else people have to worry about. You don't know what, what your doctor's doing. You don't know whether they know what they're doing or not. You don't know whether they're, they're testing a drug on you because the, yep. the farmer rep came in and said it was good. And that's the sole basis on which they're giving it to you. I'll tell you something. Let me give you one other thing. And, you know, a lot of this is self-defense. If you are ever in a situation where you are taking a drug or, or being asked to take a drug or recommended to take a drug or told to get a vaccine, every one of these products comes with a product sheet. Uh, now, often they take them out of the box before they give them to you, but you can find them online. These are long, lengthy documents. And there, there is never a case where you should take any medication or certainly any vaccine where you haven't read that product sheet. Because when you read it, you're going to see all the adverse reactions. Yeah. Which your doctor, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to guarantee your doctor doesn't know, certainly doesn't know all of them. And uh, even if you show up with one, he won't even recognize that it's a, an adverse reaction. So you better know, right? There's also a phenomena called, called drug-induced nutrient depletion. Oh, the metformin sure. use depletes B12 and can cause exhaustion. And, you know, metoprolol, which I know, you know, is a diuretic, um, reduces melatonin production and disrupts sleep and so a lot of these drugs, imagine if you're on them and you're, you're actually kind of okay, but over time, weeks, months, years, uh, certain nutrients in your body get depleted over and over and over to the point where you become sick for a different reason. 
and then what will and then what will happen? The doctor will give you another round of drugs to deal with that. This is this is happening way more than than a few times where one drug creates a, a, a problem that they give another drug for. So yeah. this is this is a fun since we you know since we all have bodies and we all got to deal with our, our our frailties as as natural frailties that we all have. We better be familiar. You know, it's really interesting that the great writer um, Gore Vidal, uh, who wrote a lot of great historical novels, and and he he was very savvy about the corruption of of society, and he came from a very elite family. He's actually related to the Gore family, uh, uh, and 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 he once made this point. He said. He goes because he knows a lot of he knew a lot of rich and well, very well, edu- seemingly well educated people. He goes, it's and I, and I agree with him. It's amazing how many accomplished, well educated people don't know the first thing about how the human body works. Therefore, if you don't know, you have to give all your power over to a doctor. Yeah. And don't think that you need four years of medical school and you know to understand have enough have some useful information to help yourself. Don't think that that's the case. I know a lot of doctors. I had a I had a nephew uh, in medical school, and I could stump him uh, on, on on basic medical questions all day long. They, they they learn a lot of weird esoteric stuff um, that is has no use. And then when they get out in the world and they actually see patients and they don't know what the hell to do, along comes the friendly farmer rep and tells them what to prescribe. And now they're a doctor. You know. Yeah. This is this is the norm, right? So if so, you're asking me what can people do? I would say this is a big one, and part of it is learning about food. Part of it is learning that packaged food, a lot of it is is really bad for you. You know, it's not going to kill you on the first try, but you know, there are certain things. You know, all industrial seed oils, you know, soybean oil, cotton seed oil. God help us, cotton is the cotton is the most heavily pesticide sprayed plant on the earth, right? So they take the seed from it, which used to be considered garbage in the 19th century, and they crush it, they extract the oil, and they make that, and they put that in everything. Read, read the labels on your on your processed food. Um, if you cu- cut that out, I mean, there's, all the, there's, there's a lot of things you can do, but, but understand that the new, understand that you're responsible for your own education. And, and it may not be fair, uh, but it's the way it is. So you, you need to know that what's on the TV is generally a lie. And you need to, you know, if you want to, if you care what's really going on, you're going to have to do some homework. Uh, that's what brass check is for, but you can obviously go all over the place. Uh, you and, and about your health, you better do your own homework. And, and you know what? Start now. Just get fun books, get simple books. It, it, it's not, you know, it's not rocket science. No, I, I recommend to listeners to, to subscribe to brass check. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you look this material. That people will get more than they ever needed, or not that they need, but uh, they'll just get tons of material on on every scam imaginable from uh, from your content. And it's not from you; it's uh, it's direct. It's videos of the actual people involved. So I recommend uh, again, listeners, subscribe and go there. Well, thank you for that, and and I and I do hope people will get Fauci's first fraud. It will be a really good eye opener on all these issues that we've been talking about, and it will give you a a template to use. So that when you see these scams unfolding, you'll go, ah, there it is. I recognize that one. And so Fauci's first fraud, is it available on Amazon yet? Or it's it's on Amazon. Yeah, we just, we just, you, you're the first person to interview me and uh, we just launched. So yeah, you can go there and, and we even, we're even the number one for a brief shiny moment. We were the number one best-selling book on AIDS. Uh, now we're number two and number three uh, paperback and Kindle. So we're, we're oh, doing wow. pretty well. Yeah, we're doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, I'd love, uh, no, please, I, you know, if, 
for your own sake, guys, whether it's for me or somebody else, get educated. That's that's the that's the first step to getting out of this. Uh, we don't have, we don't have to despair. You know, I don't. You know, there's too much work to do, frankly. Right. There's, well, there's very good. Hey, hey, Tim, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I always appreciate you expounding upon all these, uh, you know, these instances of corruption throughout the years. So again, thank you for coming. Thanks for giving me a chance to, to share this stuff. And great to talk with you as always. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.